0: Teachers are so important, like they actually are.
1: Care about it and like actually try. I believe it is a beautiful piece of art. Welcome along to See Me After Class for 2020. This is a podcast that emanates from a beautiful school in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. Now, let's meet the team.
0: And here is Cathy, a parent who aspires to make connections in a community to build a successful future. This is Chris, who aspires to be an agitator, who tests the boundaries just to see how the
2: system reacts.
1: And this is Anna, a silent observer, who's a go-between between the students and the teachers in a classroom. This
2: is Renee, who aspires to forge a progressive and creative path.
1: And together, we are See Me After Class. And we're back in the room. This is See Me After Class. It's Chris and Renee and Anna, and we're in Term 2, Week 2, and this is Episode 46. Welcome along, you two.
0: Thank you. It's lovely to hear other people. I know it's quite, it's quite an unusual feeling at the moment to have um, conversations with anybody outside of my bubble. <laughs>
1: that's right unless of course that's conversations en masse with our students in a zoom conference isn't
0: it exactly they're basically my only point of contact outside of um, my family and in close friends at the moment I'm not really you know none of us are seeing anybody so it's just me and the kids in my little home office day after day at the moment so yeah, and how and are you two feeling about um, that day-to-day
2: contact with the kids does it make you giddy with excitement that you see other human beings
0: Oh yeah, I am loving it. I think it's um, I, I, I relish the, the video calls um that I have with my classes, and I guess um as a result of that, they just beca- it's becoming more and more frequent. I'm basically teaching online full time all the time with my classes at the moment, and part of that's because I do just love seeing them. It's just it's a, we've created a really nice um a nice wee online community within ourselves. Great. And, and I'm you, the Chris? same, yeah. I'm
1: having a lovely time with my students. I'm not quite the same as Renee in that I wasn't seeking to have contact with anyone. I'd have been very happy to contact <laughs> no one ever again for the rest of my life. I've been enjoying <laughs> lockdown so much. <laughs> Apart from the fact that they get a bit irritated when I go for a run and there's someone else on the track because, you know, <laughs> other people are hell. But the oh, <laughs> But but at the same time, the kids and the classes, just like Renee, we made a decision really early on just to keep on teaching and to translate all we do to to the online environment. The kids have stepped into this brilliantly. Like they are there every time. They're doing every piece of work. There's a real sense of companionship, they're uh, inventing ways to contribute to the class. Like, I gave a, a slightly open-ended task for some research for one of my classes, and some of them came back with full edited films where uh, they had where they they'd created a, 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 a conceit that they were in the same room as each other, but they'd actually filmed it in their two little isolated clever. houses and then edited it together as if they were in the same space. And it, it was just – I mean, it would have taken – hours and hours to make and it was it was just just, I mean I just asked them to do a bit of research and present it back to the class and they came back with this incredibly funny incredibly inventive thing there's just many examples of that isn't it Renee?
0: Yeah there really is um like our kids are really they seem to be really rallying together last night um with along with my service committee who under the radar are still trying to organize um sort of Events to raise morale, I guess, for the students. We ran a Year Thirteen um, group Kahoot quiz style event, and we had so many students logging in um, to kind of join together and give this quiz a go. And it was, it was, it's, it's so nice to see how much they want to come together and give, put in, put in the effort to to socialize and and to be be around each other. I think this thing ha- really, yeah,
2: really highlights, doesn't it, when we are in isolation how um, social we are as human beings and how we crave each other's company. I had a great conversation with a year 10 girl today um, who I work with one-to-one. She's dyslexic, so I support her through that. Um, And our conversation ranged from dying her hair, cutting her own hair, um, how she was trying to avoid doing any sort of schoolwork whatsoever by walking around the perimeter of their garden and feeding the horses. But she was really keen to chat to me more than she ever is at school. Um, And I do wonder if she's just craving that human
1: contact. Or I wonder if it's... I mean, I would... you guys do talk in terms of craving, and I'm going to keep pushing back on that. I do actually also think that when that, that so many of us, well, so many people like me, are so overloaded with human contact that actually, with a little bit of a break from it, and maybe one point of contact a day, I actually have the energy and the interest to want to have that conversation. Like it's not that I crave it; it's just that I can I can do it. Like it, it's not quite so exhausting for me because it's it's a fresh and different thing rather than a. Um, endless barrage of people requiring your attention. And she might be feeling like that.
2: Well, do you know, thinking about the way that you guys work at school and as teachers, really from the moment you step out of your vehicle, off your bike, the minute you step through the doors at school, people want you and they want your attention nonstop. So to actually be in control of when they have your attention and they really have your focused attention, um, that the rest of the time is either building up to that or reviewing that. It's really interesting to hear um, that you've got the energy because I wonder if that energy is given to you because you don't have that constant nip, nip, nipping away just throughout an entire day at school.
1: That could be that. I certainly have been enjoying, and of course, this would make sense to anyone that's been listening to this podcast. I've been enjoying having control over my day. I really <laughs> like how I can kind of schedule it and it happens as I decide. I'm the one at the, at the keyboard deciding when things start and when things finish and that everybody, all the kids are so happily falling into that. I'm not sure with, about you, Renee, but I, I find that my students are all doing all their work to the deadlines as well. How are you finding that?
0: yeah for the most part i'm 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 absolutely finding the same thing um i I mean there's always i think uh, going to be a wee handful of students that maybe uh procrastinate a wee bit, and I've definitely got some of those, but even my students who I would generally tend to expect to need to push along a little bit um seem to be rising to the occasion right now uh and delivering on their workloads quite just quite steadily and quite um in quite a comprehensive fashion like you've already mentioned Chris like my kids are really putting some some thought and effort into their work right now not that they didn't before but it's um, it's it's interesting to see obviously with the time that they've got that they're really they are really using it for this for the for the tasks that I'm setting up for them.
1: And speaking of people with a bit of extra time, clearly some parents have some time because we're getting parent engagement like I would dream of. I mean, I send an email home and there's an instant, detailed, enthusiastic response from parents. It's it's, it's like my imaginary world that I live in where all that actually happens.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, I am so finding the same thing and do you know what that I think possibly visiting the websites too because I've had a couple of replies yes. from parents who have referenced things on the website or said about or talked about something in regards to something I posted online and I'm thinking "Oh, you're looking at it this is like this is <laughs> yeah. what it's supposed to be
1: <laughs> yeah this is what I guess the thing is also uh, to, to our own credit we set all of these platforms up many years ago in order to provide this information. And when we went into lockdown, it was all there. All those Mm. established platforms are there. We were good at using it. The kids knew where they were. So it's just come into its own, I think, in this environment. And I must admit, I have put a lot of resource and energy into creating extra resources. You've done the same little explainer videos and all sorts (laughs) of material that we've offered so that students can work more independently. And I'm quite liking the idea that they're going to be there for next year
0: yeah absolutely i think um, like you've said I've been I've been trying to make these little video um, episodes where I explain things to my students and the latest one is a quotation um, analysis for Frankenstein I look back at them and I laugh because it's it's a new forum for me but I think about what this will mean in the future um, for having a bank of resources to draw on and man it's going to be rich and it's going to be such a such a handy thing to have um, especially for when we have you know we've talked in the past about how often our students in and out of class, and um, put, being able to put together a comprehensive program that they can really follow online, step by step, basically, is going to be awesome in the future.
1: Mm, it is.
0: I wonder if I wonder if it does um, as well make you
2: think. For in the future, would you then record your own classes when you're back within the school environment? Would Would you do that, Renee? I
0: don't. I don't think so Anna, I don't think I would record a full lesson um, to then upload and put online and expect mm. you know that, that people might follow along with it but I do. I am starting to see the benefit of having these um, resources that my students can go back to over and over again, watch mm. them as many times as they need to in order to be able to understand something or um, to revisit again in the future when they come to needing to revise for their exams. I'm seeing those little snippets as being really valuable tools mm. that I think I would like to use more of in the
1: future. Yes little videos that are sort of five to ten minutes long that that jump in at certain moments in time. I think I, I know Renee that you've been sharing the entire video of your classes in order for people who haven't been able to catch them to, to review them later. I think it's very generous of you. I've been not doing that and actually I've been not doing that because I want there still to be some value to showing up and I do feel mm-hmm. like The classroom is a dynamic environment that responds to the people in it. So if you start saying, uh, watching the film of the lesson is just as good as being in the lesson, then I think you actually uh, are not quite representing it as it truly is, because being there is part of the learning, not just observing what's said while other people are being interacted with. Um, at the same time I know it's pretty great isn't it Renee when someone misses something to not have to reproduce everything they missed and just be able to say to them go and watch How are you finding that people at the, how are the students using it what have you found
0: Well initially um, my my reason for recording the entire sort of uh, zoom call if you will of, of my classes was because I have got um, a group of students quite uh, sort of at each level um, in each class who don't have readily available, access to um, a secure internet connection all the time and so right. can't really drop into the call um, they're finding that really difficult and so those videos primarily exist for those students and I asked my classes today had anyone been to to um, watch a lesson or anything like that if you know re-watch it or anything um, and most of my students hadn't because they are in the lessons themselves um, but I <laughs> have talked to a couple of my students who are um using these as a way to kind of navigate a bit of a tricky technological situation and they're finding them really, um, they're, they're very grateful for it because they, they also see it as quite generous. Um, and it's a, it's so handy because you're right, I don't have to go back and re-explain that same thing a several times yeah. over to the, to, to the student who maybe missed something or um, even if the students, you know, didn't quite catch something in class, I can, I can redirect them to those video snippets if I want to.
1: And two ways that I've used recording, and I thought, think you and I might want to do this more over, while we're still in this situation, is I've used them to review myself. What a cool, I mean, I've essentially filmed myself teaching. And so um, I've actually rewatched a couple of my lessons just to critically reflect on how I'm handling the situation and, and look at some of my mannerisms and tendencies as a teacher, listen to myself, trying to put myself in the role of the student. Actually, that's been really informative. And, and I was thinking we could either visit each other's lessons or watch recordings of each other's lessons as a way of critiquing each other. If you're interested in doing that, I think it's a great time to do it because they're full classes and they're automatically recorded. But the other thing I used recording for, that was just brilliant is I had the students prepare for this presentation I was mentioning and I said to them well you've heard a lot of my voice lately because in these present in these classes I think you and I are, are, are quite dominant um, and I am really enjoying the use of those zoom breakout rooms to sort of reduce my dominance just send them out into rooms to work separately for a few minutes and then bring them all back together again but um, the other thing that is just recording when they're running the lesson. So I had one class where the students ran the lesson. They just took turns at doing their presentations. I put my microphone on mute for a change and just sat there and enjoyed the whole thing, including the funny moments where they were transitioning from one person to the next. It was just delightful. And because it's recorded, it's sort of like there's a record of everyone's presentation. I I could kind of relax and just sit back and enjoy it.
2: And I wonder how many times you actually get the opportunity to do that within a class. I think one thing that that Zoom allows you to do is to, as a student, is to watch and concentrate fully on exactly what's being presented rather than the person who's swinging their chair behind you or the person who's just looking out the window, getting in trouble from somebody who's walking past your window. The concentration um, and the lack of uh, interruption, I think, for lots of kids would be really beneficial for them.
1: Yeah, I think that probably is true. I think that might actually, at the same time, I think sometimes when they're in their bedrooms and it's just, you know, a teacher on a screen, mm. your presence isn't quite the same.
0: Mm, I would agree with that for sure, Chris. It's It's been an interesting one. Sometimes if I, I've found if I'm sharing my screen or I'm sharing a resource with them and I don't have my eyes on my class, or even if I do have my eyes on my class sometimes, I find it a lot harder to kind of um, pick up when they're not, fully kind of engaged as I would in class possibly and offer those sort of redirection prompts to get their attention back and things like that.
1: Not only that, Renee, but also they don't see you looking at them, which I think is probably one of the biggest things we do. You know, we actually look at them as a way of getting their attention and they can't can't actually, that interaction is not possible. Sorry, carry on.
0: Yeah, so no, no, I think... To- I to- totally agree with what you're saying there. I think there is something a little bit in that sense that is lost um, in the video lesson, that kind of, that, that ability to almost demand their attention. Um,
1: yeah, it, it's, with, it's without less, doing it in an aggressive way, yeah. and without having to use your voice. Yeah. I also think that we um, so so some of the subtleties are lost I'm finding myself projecting the whole time so it's it's like I'm trying to project that presence through the computer into their rooms and I think that's one of the reasons that you and I are feeling so exhausted at the end of every day because we're just I'm trying to make myself as present in the screen as I would be in the classroom and um, that 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 there's sort of because there's not I guess it's that there's no actual moment of contact like you get when you make eye contact with somebody that doesn't actually exist in the online world and so it's actually quite disembodied in that way
0: yeah i i again i agree and it's interesting um before you mentioned we should look to review each other's lessons i'm so up for that by the way um cool it's something I've already sort of started to do on my own and I'm picking up on some things that I do and I think about my, what it would be like to be a student on the other end of this video and sometimes I look at myself and I thought wow I was way way too over enthusiastic <laughs> I've just said um like five times in a row because I'm not really sure if anyone's listening to me like there are just little things like yep. that that are coming through and I'm realizing them and I'm noticing them um yep. so it's it's good in that sense I I think it's really good um, for me looking back at those presentations and thinking, okay, well, yeah, that's something to keep in mind for next time.
2: Do you know it's really interesting as well? You talk about the exhaustion that you both feel. So we, um, I work at HQ. Um, HQ is an area where we have um, higher needs kids. So we have some kids who are um, on the spectrum. We have some kids with Down syndrome. So there's a real variety of ability and capability within that group. Um, one of our teachers was delivering a class to 12 of our kids from HQ. All with varying needs, lots of parent support on other ends of um, of screens, which was wonderful. But the lady that was delivering the class, the teacher that was delivering the class, um, has an iPhone. So with her iPhone, she was up quite close to the screen. Um, so it was like a full body experience for Jane to be <laughs> in your face watching exactly what was going on equally because we're challenged with sometimes getting the kids to mute their mics when the teacher is delivering, then there was constant conversation about um, the lesson as it was um, sort of panning out. We talked about Anzac, we talked about baking Anzac biscuits, what was the significance of that. We talked about people within families um, who went to represent New Zealand in the war as well, which was fascinating. But a running commentary throughout the entire lesson was interactions from from our kids saying mom mom can we make anzac biscuits mom are we making poppies just constant <laughs> yeah. and by the end of the lesson and it was an hour's lesson which i um it's a standard lesson for us at mac and um, i had feedback from the teacher and i just gave her so much praise because i know i could see how much effort she was putting into it and she was so engaging for the kids to watch um but she said i'm absolutely exhausted i feel as if i've done three rounds with some professional boxer, but I also feel completely drained as I I couldn't have given any more. But I feel that the kids really had fully interacted in a way perhaps that they wouldn't have done when we're actually physically at school. So it's interesting, that's obviously across the board that we're seeing that sort of engagement.
1: Actually, Anna, I mean, you're you're bringing up a point. It's worth emphasizing even further. I'm finding there are students in my classes who I've hardly heard from all year who have come to life. And now there's there's something more democratic about this. I I, I use lots of random processes to get everyone to speak. So I'm always choosing a random student, using a randomizer rather than because I want them to speak. And so everybody has to get their chance. But somehow the students who would normally have taken a back seat and been quite um, withdrawn in the classroom, Mm. they're just in there with everybody else it's like they've got their own computer they've got their own microphone their Correct. their little image on the screen is the same size as everyone else's and so that's their territory and it's just I'm I, I can't tell you I understand exactly why that's different but it's all it's pretty cool I, I don't know Renee is that yeah is that what is that happening in you your with your crew
0: yeah I, I'm just going to add there that I think that this is a very leveling platform um mm-hmm for our students, I feel like possibly I mean I'm experiencing the same thing. There are kids in the in my in my Zoom my Zoom classes I'm calling them that haven't said a word basically for the entirety of term one unless I've yeah. randomly selected them. Like yep. you know, like you do, Chris. We use similar methods there, though mine tends to be a popsicle jar with all their names on it rather than an electronic randomizer. Um, yep. but they're just they're just coming into their own. Um, mm. And their work is coming into, into its own as well. Their ideas are just kind of moving from strength to strength and I was thinking about this the other day and I think you're right, I think everybody is just that little box on the screen, you've got a microphone, you kind of control things a little bit with the microphone and the video camera and where you're sitting and um, it's it's like this Zoom this Zoom platform or whatever technical, technical platform you're using, um, just kind of levels the playing field. Everybody is sitting in an unfamiliar world and therefore possibly they're feeling a little bit more the same, hmm, I don't mm. know.
1: I, definitely, I also got some lovely feedback from parents who were who, who I've discovered were in the room while I've been teaching. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yes.
0: <laughs> I had such a nice email tonight from a parent, um, just the same thing. She said, I hope you don't mind, but I've been listening in and and it was just delightful. It's so nice to hear. Do you know, it's really, it's really good, I think, to hear that as well from
2: parents and I think it's something that teachers rarely get is – how many times do you receive an email from a parent to say, I really enjoyed something that you did in the class? We've talked about this before, that how lucky I feel to have been in both of your classes and to have been part of that as an adult. Um, but for parents to see what their children are engaging with and how their kids are engaging as well, I had a really interesting interesting session, one-to-one, with a wee boy who's got um, Down syndrome. And usually, um, success for for us when he's at school is 10 minutes within a class, engaging with other kids and engaging with some of the lesson. And then we leave and we do lots of laps. I'm sure you see me occasionally um, walking past your classrooms. But that's what success looks like. So when we went, to, I spoke to him one-to-one yesterday. And the same thing happened that his parents were in the, the room when we first started off. Um, and I said, I'm going to sort of go through the lesson like this. This is what they're looking, it would look like. And he said, basically, whatever you do will be will be great for him. So I did that. The parents left. Then he was telling me jokes. I said, did you get these jokes from your dad? Because they're rubbish. I'll tell you some of my hilarious jokes. He found nothing that I found, but that I said funny. But I wonder if that's (laughs) a bit of an accent barrier. However, um, he tells me how unfunny I am. So then I said, I've got music. I've downloaded a couple of tunes. Let's do some dancing. So we were dancing. It was just Louis and it was just me. The two of us were dancing really happily. And then his mum walked into the room and I was (laughs) mortified because I was doing that dance like nobody's watching. And so was he, he has no inhibitions whatsoever. But again, I got a really lovely email back from her to say that was just exactly what everybody in our family needed. I was wondering, was it that you saw a silly Scottish lady dancing on one end of the screen, or was it just the fact that we were engaged for 45 minutes? And I think it was possibly a combination of the dancing and the, and the interaction, but it was, it was real kindness coming from a parent. Um, uh, me being concerned that I'm delivering the right thing, and her saying, "Hey, whatever you're delivering, we're pretty happy about it."
1: Yeah, I've had some other things that I think I don't know if it's I don't know if it's me that hasn't had the time for this, or if it's the parents or the kids. But uh, one one of um, my students has had a bereavement really recently and hasn't been feeling up to showing up in the lessons, but mm. still wants to carry on reading with reading the book. They need a little help with their reading, and so I offered to just join them like I did over the holidays with my other students and just read with them for a while, Mm -hmm. and their mum decided to join as well. So it was them (laughs) and their mum on one end and me on the other end, and we just shared, took turns at reading the um, class novel together and talking about what we were reading, and it was just the most intimate, delightful thing, and I thought, gosh, that moment, you know, it happened twice, a couple of hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's, that's unforgettable. Like, I'm never going to forget that. The, the moment, that's a shared moment that I have with that student and their parent that will never be forgotten by any of us. And it's really just the part of the normal conduct of teaching English, but the involvement or engagement with the parent in that means everything. Renee and I have talked about getting parents into our classes Mm. and finding ways for them to participate in what we do and we were we were building some strategies to see if we could achieve that this year but somehow this uh, moment in time has created that for us um, even without our even having to do anything which has just been I've loved every second.
0: It's uh, I I, I, want to echo your sentiments there Chris. It really has given us this this little chance that we've been talking about to to engage with our parents in the way yeah. that I think we both want to. Um, yeah. And I think in a way that, that, you know, many of our colleagues also want to. It's, um, it's been really precious, I think. And hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be optimistic here. I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, maybe because they've had this little window into what happens inside of their child's classroom and our classroom, um, that maybe that interest will continue a little bit throughout the year.
2: Absolutely. Do you know how many times um, have um, as a, as a parent do you hear your kid um, giving feedback at the end of a day about positive or negative things that have gone on in their class? But as an adult, as a as a parent, to go back into your a child's class um, as an adult observer, or as an adult learner, there's something I think that switches on in your brain about education and about how things have changed and um, reflecting on your own education as a child and how education has progressed so much or school has progressed so much from when you were a kid and it allows you to go back to things that you never thought you probably would. Now I say this from personal experience because as you both know I obviously came into your classrooms last year for quite a number of of weeks. Um, I've started reading poetry because of Chris Watt. I have read (laughs) countless (laughs) books because of the two of you and that was about being support in the class for some of the pupils but more than that is um i'm not at university i'm um, working um, i haven't chosen to be within these classes but having the opportunity to spend time listening to somebody with such passion for their subject deliver things that you find really engaging is such a treat so for these parents not just to listen to what's going on with their kids one-to-one, but for them as an adult to, to listen and think, gosh, yeah, that's absolutely right. I really enjoy this book or I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. But somebody to guide you through something like that is such a treat. It really is so good on you too. Well,
1: well, I couldn't agree more about that. I mean, I think one of the joys of being an English teacher is that that thing you're describing right now uh, characterizes my life. But also <laughs> I've always felt like this is a, this is a state service The education system and Mm. as many people as possible should have access to what goes on in there. Yes, it's Mm. for the children, but why not the parents, you know, why not have them and, and, and really it's just providing those moments or opportunities for them to do it and overcoming some of the barriers that have existed. I've also seen the kids get more and more free at home with allowing their parents to sort of become present. You know, their parents' faces are appearing on the screen, and they'll wave, and yeah, you know, just mm-hmm. uh, just that. There's just that gradual loosening of what has has been a very artificial but very strongly maintained mm-hmm. boundary.
0: Yeah, definitely. So it's, it's funny. I've got a small handful of students who are still highly embarrassed by their parents as I would expect because (laughs) what what respectable teenager isn't embarrassed by their parents to be honest um and so I've come to know that if they quickly cut their video feed, it's probably because someone's walked through the background. Yes. <laughs> they don't yes. want that to be exposed to the rest of our class.
1: <laughs> well, well, next week I'm running a film festival with one of my classes and we're going to be watching films at nighttime and live chatting while we do. So it's going to be a very interesting new experiment with a new thing and see how that goes.
0: I um, am actually going to probably do the same thing thing as well Chris with my level three class next week I want to show them a film in the evening and so we've picked our night so we'll have to compare notes and see how they both run
1: yeah great I think that's yeah again I mean I, we're certainly taking the advantage of the of this new setting and, and and exploring the potential of it aren't we and I feel proud of us I, I think I would like to say you know in our podcast over the last couple of years we've identified at times things that have have upset us about the state to status of teachers in the community and right now I feel like our role is really important, you know, the maintaining of education but also maintaining of the social and, well, uh, and, and health and well-being connections between children and families, like we're checking in on all our students and we're making sure that they're well in their families and we're keeping a very strong track over all the students and all the young people in our community but also just, you know, we're paid by the state, we've got a job to do us getting on with the job and providing that regular point of contact as well as obviously the learning that sits within it I feel like we're doing a great job at delivering on something and I feel very lucky to have the security of a job like this mm. so right now I just want I feel extremely grateful. Mm.
0: I, I couldn't agree I, I i feel very privileged as well I want to jump on with something you just said there checking in and I want to just Offer this last little insight as well. Um, right. I I every, I check through my students' work frequently throughout the week, on and off their blogs, all the time. As I know you will be as well, Chris. And mm-hmm. um, whenever I notice that maybe someone hasn't quite fulfilled the expectation, I just flick an email home, and I tend to copy the family and things into it. Um, and I have to say the amount of quick responses I'm getting from my students to sort
1: of
0: offer an explanation or own the fact that, oh no, I procrastinated today, I'll get yeah. onto that one tomorrow, has been overwhelming. I'm just like, I, I, I want to congratulate them. They're really, they're taking a lot of ownership at the moment and their um, ability to communicate quickly and swiftly has been revealed.
1: I know. It's just... So, so things in the little world of the English teachers in Wanaka, New Zealand, are very good right now, and yes. it sounds like the uh, <laughs> the student support world is okay as well. Anna,
2: do you know, in a comedy fashion, um, and then a, a bit random, because this is our first week of trying to navigate technology, and granted, some people are, like I said, are on phones, some people are on laptops, other people are on desktops. Um, Some of our kids really enjoy just actually zooming into people's rooms. What's that behind you? And are are really inquisitive about, you know, we're such, um, we are so associated with school that to have this other life outside school with pictures on your wall and small children randomly walking past really sparks interest for quite a lot of the kids um, with additional needs as well. So it's been, Mm -hmm. it really has been uh, very special. Um, I don't know if necessarily trying to do that and juggle trying to do um, a, a bit of homeschooling with younger kids is uh, is the easiest. But do you know, like I said when I came before we started recording, it is so nice to speak to other adults. Um, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how much longer I can do the uh, the three bears um, and Goldilocks and do you've got your kids
1: at home, haven't you? And I, I, you told us before we started speaking about how you were out in the garden like Felicity Kendall hacking <laughs> away at something just to give yourself a moment. And I love the image, oh, but that's right. I mean, I, I, that when when Renee and I say we're privileged, we, uh, we mean it. We recognize the privilege of the position that we're in at the moment.
2: It's a really, it's, you know, um, people are asking how we're getting on with uh, with two little boys and trying to um, navigate a business as well, which obviously has had to close down. But, uh, do you know, we're all healthy and fine. And I think on a day-to-day basis, okay. we're very, very lucky to be where we are. Chris, you just said it, in Wanaka, New Zealand. How lucky are we to look out of our windows and have the most phenomenal scenery where I hear about friends who are in Scotland who literally can walk around a block of... Um, high tenement buildings and then that's about it I think gosh I have I really have so little to complain about and equally if things go completely pear-shaped in our little bubble we just change things up so yesterday morning for example we were supposed to be doing Steps which is an English program um, for kids who are a little bit younger Um, and that within even switching on the program that caused such consternation with my two boys and we, we stopped it straight away I had drawn um, a circuit out in the street in front of our house. So they we were doing star jumps, they were doing press ups, they were doing zigzags and hopscotch. Oh, they did that for 45 minutes. They were revived by the time they came and got back inside as well. So I feel lucky that we can change things up. I feel lucky that we can be outside. I feel lucky that I can hack down trees whenever I joy well want to. um it, it really is. People have talked about this will be a time in your life that you will reflect back on and think, well, what did what happened to you and what were you doing in the corona 2020 Mm. um time in lockdown and i could honestly say the amount of crafts that we've done the amount of baking the amount of trees the amount of leaves the amount of beautiful walks that we've been on it has been an absolute pleasure renee what Mm. about your garden i bet it's not hacked down like mine
0: Oh no! I did my fair share of hacking in sure. about week two of the holidays. I just put my garden to sleep. I call it putting it to sleep for the winter. I yes. just chop chop everything back, and it'll grow again next year. So I've had I've had. Again, and it's it's actually been quite delightful. Um, I have spent a lot of time cooking. Um, it's been really lovely to have time with my husband, um, mm. who's been home, which has been really good, and just getting out and about. You know, we, like you've said, live in a beautiful place, and we're lucky enough that if we take a walk in our backyard, you know, chances mm. are we're going to end up staring at some gorgeous scenery um, and in these big, you know, wide-open spaces. So, yeah, feeling very lucky.
1: So, yeah and I guess I'm going to say um, I feel kind of proud to be a Kiwi living in a country that mm. is, is having a sane response to this. Yeah, good on them.
0: Yeah, it's been Absolutely. well. I mean, you've got to take your hat off too, to uh wonderful, um, you know, people in charge, Jacinda Ardern. She's uh, she's rocked
2: this one. It's really interesting as well. We've got we've got family who are overseas at the moment as well. And the families who are overseas at the moment often look for the first thing in the morning on their news feeds. They often look to New Zealand for that calm and reassuring voice. So I completely agree as well how lucky we are.
1: Isn't that great? Ah, Yeah. And probably has quite a good effect on our whole society. Well, Mm -hmm. you too have a nice weekend I look forward right. to catching up and maybe with Cathy who I know is at the hard end of all of this maybe she'll be mm. with us next week and can um, add a little bit of perspective to our very uh, rose coloured representation of how things are working at the <laughs> it's
0: moment. a very optimistic chat a very happy yeah. chat today
1: <laughs> yeah it was lovely to be in contact with you and hopefully all the listeners out there are also okay and if you do have any thoughts or observations about how we're handling this and uh, perspectives maybe you're a parent and you don't agree with how we're seeing things then um by all means let us know we're always keen to hear from you otherwise you too have a good week you too
2: thanks very much bye bye see you
1: bye this was an episode of see me after class with renee and chris my twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net
0: and mine is at renee plunkett too
1: see you next week